Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Supporting Family Caregivers of Older Adults Through Times of Stress and Isolation. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 30th, 2020. In this podcast, Brian Godfrey, a care management social worker at UNC Geriatric Specialty Clinic, discusses assessing and addressing family and caregiver needs and identifying respective resources. Thank you all for being here so much. It's a pleasure to be surrounded by other uh, case managers and social workers. Next slide, please. All right, just wanna look at a case study with y'all today. It's what we often do in social work. Talking today about a woman named Miss B, a generally healthy 72-year-old living in the suburbs of North Carolina. Prior to COVID-19, she attended a day program every day and loved the chance to get out of the house and socialize. She was especially enjoying getting away from her husband, Bob, who she found to be argumentative and a gentleman who preferred to remain at home anyway. Now that her day program is closed though, Mrs. B is stuck at home and she's clearly unhappy. Her daughter, Patricia, is a 53-year-old mother of two. Her kids are age 14 and 19, and Patricia lives about 20 minutes away. She works as a home care certified nursing assistant or CNA and Patricia has noticed that her mother is feeling down and often hears of conflict but she worries about getting involved in her parents business and possibly exposing them to COVID. She's also worried about her own kids who are home during the day since school has closed and what you know kind of wonders if a 19 year old can really be that good of a babysitter for a 14 year old. One day, Mrs. B and Bob have a big fight, and when Patricia gets home, she finds her mother on the sofa in her house (laughs) with the kids trying to comfort her. Patricia calms her mother down and things go back to normal, but she starts uh, having trouble sleeping, and she's worried about the next big fight and about COVID-19 in general. Next slide, please. I'm sure that will sound familiar or pieces of that will sound familiar to many of you. So in this slide, I wanted to take a little bit of a look to see uh, what are some of the needs that we can identify in a scenario like this one. And I think there's quite a few. So for Mrs. V, we can notice that she seems to need something to do during the day to replace her previous activity. And some time away from her husband probably wouldn't hurt, but of course that's very challenging right now. Sounds like she might need some mental health support as well, and probably everybody can use COVID-19 education. As for Patricia, it sounds like she's having, she needs to reduce her stress, she needs to improve her sleep. Um, Some ongoing uh, caregiver support would be really helpful, maybe some mental health support, and again, the COVID education. As for Bob, sounds like he could use some time away from his wife, and he may even need some health care. Mental health support might be important for him as well, and he too might need something to do during the day with that COVID-19 support. And finally, the kids may need some childcare support, some activities to do during the day, some mental health support themselves possibly, and again, that COVID-19 education. Next slide, please. All right, talking about addressing these needs. So I think it can be helpful to start with priorities. And we need to remember we can't do everything and some things just can't be addressed right now. So we're paying attention to what issues can wait, what needs to be addressed immediately, and what might not need to be addressed at all. We also want to think realistically about what might change and when we should look at these problems and decisions again if we can't tackle them right now. 
We also need to be aware of resources. Our other two presenters have mentioned this a bit. It's fantastic. We need to know what resources are available in the community, including financial, social, and other resources. We need to know what strengths does each person in this situation possess? How might they be able to help and how might they want to help? And in particular, one of the most powerful things we can look at is what has worked in the past? It's important to remember that people are not in existence in isolation and they've accomplished other things before. So we can look back at previous successes. Finally, looking at values, motivation, and goals. What does each person actually want? What are the parties interested in or willing to try? And are there any requirements of your agency or of the law that need to be followed here? Okay, next slide, please. Looking at how to address some of these needs. Now, there's a lot of information that we could possibly cover here, lots of things we could do to intervene, but let's just touch on a few of these as possibilities. So for Mrs. B, it sounds like some day activity is really important for her, and she's having a hard time now that she can't go to her day program. So one thing to consider, of course, is virtual meetings. We've found a lot of spaces being opened up virtually in terms of Zoom or other online meeting platforms, and a lot of day programs have actually shifted to having some programming online. Another option is local senior centers who also are doing some programming online, and there's also caregiver support groups that tend to be doing some video and even audio conferences as well. So depending on the role, that might be something to consider. This also might be a good time to look at exploring a new hobby, especially if this is something that creates some space between people who could use it right now. And there's a lot of information available on places like YouTube where you can try some exercise or try a new hobby, something that might be interesting to, to attempt now that we have the opportunity to do so. And I think exercise should really be emphasized here. Not only is it good for our bodies, it's actually fantastic for our minds. And some have said that if exercise was a, was a pill, it would be a miracle pill and the most powerful mental health medication that we've ever uh, achieved. You know, so exercise cannot be understated. We mentioned the time away from her husband, whether it's just to take a short walk outside, sit on the porch, or even just to go to a different room, anything can be helpful. And mental health support can't be underrated either. You know, sometimes we have the perception that older adults are not open to this. I've found that that's true sometimes, and probably an equal amount of time, it's not true. So we really want to explore this possibility and to normalize that all people under stress can use mental health support. Going for Patricia, of course, the same mental health support could apply here. In terms of reducing her stress and improving sleep, there's a lot of things to consider. Cognitive behavioral therapy has been a gold standard for both of these, so that obviously can be pursued in a formal capacity through talk therapy. But we could also look at something like mindfulness through some free apps and websites, and we'll have some resources here in just a bit for you. Lots of caregiver support is needed regardless of COVID, and especially when it's active. So whether it's a Facebook group, a video group, a phone-based chat, whatever might be appropriate, the supports are out there. If people can be made aware of them, then at least they have the chance to engage with them if they choose. Looking at Bob's situation, some time away from his wife might be helpful for him as well. Um, I, I can actually draw from my own experience with my dad here. Once he discovered he never turned back. There were so many amazing shows that he never considered. That and also doing Sudoku puzzles. Turns out he absolutely loves them. So whether it's um, you know a, a new hobby or something new to check out like that, there actually might be a way 
to explore something new here. And of course, with home care, we might need to think about some pros and cons of actually bringing someone into the home and maybe even consulting with the doctor to see if it's worth it to give the caregivers some break and get some medical attention, even though there's an increase in the COVID risk. Finally, looking at kids and their child support, uh, the child care support, there's a lot of local supports that are out there, but they can be difficult to find and a lot of them have shifted in capacity. So whether it's contacting the Department of Human Services or perhaps Patricia's employer, there could be powerful resources here for childcare in the community. And finally, something to do during the day for the kids could be really helpful as well, of course, whether it's a virtual exercise program on YouTube, some kind of new games that they can play, or a way to keep them engaged and just out of trouble. It can be difficult to brainstorm, but again, looking to the past can be successful here. So just briefly, next slide, please. Wanted to show you some resources that are available for you and what to ask about. Won't go through the whole slide, but I just want you to know you'll have access to this list. On the left-hand side, you can see some groups to consider contacting. And on the right-hand side, you can see what to out. Or, of course, if you're assisting someone, you can advise that they do so. I think it's important to let people know that they can reach out by phone to learn what's available and to not assume that something is off the table just because of COVID. Also, giving them that second column on the right there, something to ask about, can be helpful. So when they're calling, they're not calling blind. They're actually asking for something in particular. Next slide, please. Okay. And then finally, as promised, here are a bunch of resources. I'll let you come back to these another time. We specifically put together some for physical activity, for mental health, and some hotlines, just in case any of that is useful. And these are all things that can be accessed from home without risk of COVID exposure. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.